Hi everyone and welcome to SAMA. SAMA is a program where we invite an expert to talk about their area of expertise. This week we're lucky to have Yol Ram with us. Yol is an expert in many fields and today we're going to talk about eco-communities. Uh, so welcome to the SAMA Yol. Thank you. Thank you, John. I'm expert only in one field and that's field of life. That's quite a large field, eh, Yol? <laughs> it's a big field, but <laughs> we are, I'm interested in how, only how to support life and to improve life. Either in one person or, or all people on earth, it doesn't matter. But life is my field. Wonderful. So can you tell me, Yol, what is an eco-community? What is an eco-community? It's a community of conscious people. Conscious in the sense that they have understanding of what they want in their life. Therefore, they look for the people who are similar, similar like them and organize living that is according to their, their preference. So that means they are not drawn by wind. They don't belong to some city that they don't like to belong. They have exercised or they can have fulfilled their desire to change wherever they are, whatever they do. They said, okay, I've been belonging to big city, but I decided that this is not proper environment for me, for my kids, for my family. Therefore, I choose to change it. And then they think how they can change it. So that's how most of eco communities have been organized around the earth in many, many countries. Right. Is an eco-community a better way of life? An eco-community is, you know, there are many different eco-communities uh, uh, based on different principles. There are artists who come together and create their, their eco-community because they want some nice, peaceful place that can be inspiring for them, that they can create their art either painting or music or poetry or anything else. Or it can be a group of people who want to live healthy and then they organize their healthy food and healthy exercises and healthy, healthy lifestyle. Or a group of people who want to do yoga and they practice all together yoga. Or it can be mixed group of people who are just looking for better lifestyle. Like they would call themselves a green living or or anything, it, it doesn't matter uh, what kind of exercise they do or they just like to be together because they support each other. That sounds quite neat. The, um, do, are you, um, have, you, have you formed eco-communities in the past? Yes, I did. Uh, somewhere late 1980s, 1988, 19, yeah, at that time we had one community that was beginning actually of the whole movement and we, we made it actually community that people would come from different places in different countries and experience what means eco-living. Eco so the main income of that community was tourism. So this community was self-sustaining? Exactly. Most of eco-communities, in order to survive, actually, that, that uh, system, 
have to create some internal income. In modern days, you know, since we have a, a computer, we, we can do business from anywhere, but not everybody. So people who produce products or give personal services like massage or different kinds of treatments, they, they can organize that also in community and then organize distribution of their service, etc. So it's possible to organize the business life in an eco-community. It is definitely going to be different than in a city because community is in its essence community of people who know each other, who understand each other and who are willing to support each other. Therefore, doing business in an eco-community can be individual business like ecopreneur that you know organize production of a product like healthy food or healthy juice or things like that or a person who has some specific skills like marketing and he can help uh, the producer to sell his product therefore they share the income so there are many options in an eco village to organize personal income are eco communities um, the way life used to be before cities became the, the place to live? You know, many people are organizing eco-communities around the globe. And most of the communities that I have visited actually were missing some parts of development. They would not be complete. Uh, I, I would say maybe not not nice thing but they've been living kind of in poverty or or in a retarded life like it was like 50 years or 100 years ago mm. so and it's not necessary the every eco community or every eco village is designed by people who come there and if the designer of eco eco community is smart enough and see uh, or has has a vision then the community can be very modern, can be very progressive, and can be very attractive for young and old people. The community can be designed for older people or for younger people. I mean, it's it just matter like like an artist when he he paints the picture, he can do it any way he wants. Anything that is in his psychology. So that's very important to have good designers. So you get really nicely designed eco village where you want. And the big thing is that you choose where you want to go you can check all eco villages you know in in neighborhood or in one country and then you say oh i like the best this organization so we don't have a really stereotype that eco village has to be one way or the other way it's a just a artistic design of people who are putting eco village together and in most communities we really want to do that because we don't want to have one designer who made it according to his picture of of the beauty we actually get a group of people who are going to live in the village and we discuss and find out the best solutions that will fulfill desire of every member of community. And that's really, really attractive. So why would the person watching this video now want to live in an eco-community? You know, Eco-community is not probably for everybody, but there are people who came to the level of realizing that do, 
the life in big cities do not fit them well. They would like to have fresh air or they care about air, they care about water, and we know that water in the city is not good. And there are many pollutants and many uh, toxic chemicals in the water. We know that there are many toxic chemicals in the air in every city. It's not a, not a new thing. We know that educational system doesn't bring education that many families want for their kids. It doesn't train them to be real great leaders and healthy and, and especially doesn't train them to be happy. Doesn't train them how to organize in the future good families and many young couples find out that raising kids in a big city, it's actually not a happy thing, especially not for the health of their kid that they love so much and they would do anything for, for that, that new, new baby or child. So that was my reason that I actually try to find always place out of big cities because I don't want my kids to grow in a big city. Yes. Not, not because, you know, big city is, is not nice because kids get sick and get all kinds of social undesired influences that are not healthy for their future. So that's re reason for some people to, to go to eco-village and create their own educational system that can be actually much more advanced than anything they can find around. Well, those are pretty enticing reasons why someone would go to and live in an, an eco-community. Um, for entertainment um, some people may think that living in, <clears throat> in an eco community is boring because you just spend all day digging digging in the dirt if you if you can um, give us an example of a typical day how you know what you do as you you know when you, from when you wake yeah. up to when you go to sleep what sort of activities would be yeah. available so an eco yeah an eco community uh, has life that is organized by members of the community and that again comes to to their personal creativity and desire to be involved on in community life most of people actually love to be in the community because it's made by their friends you know because when i make eco community i invite my friends to come with me and say why you would not live here it's much better than anywhere else so that means we are surrounded by friends and being surrounded by friends that means we want to communicate we want to spend some time together and of course starting from morning and organizing exercises a gym or outside or yoga or anything else that we can think of and then organizing uh, our business business in eco community is slightly different because you have many people that are willing to come and support you in a business with their skills of course, we, we do share our income, but that's reasonable. Why not? If somebody helps me in the business, we should share an income. Mm. And uh, that means the business, doing business is not boring and not so much pressure because you have a lot of support. And it's, it's more difficult to fail because eco-community doesn't have one business. It's not good actually to have only one business like agricultural eco-community and do only produce. What if the, the weather goes bad and all crop is destroyed? Then everybody is in, in trouble. Mm. Therefore, we diversify eco-communities with different businesses, starting from commu computer services that we can do you know, on computer, 
either design or marketing or anything else that we do through computer and then through different spa activities, tourist activities, uh, courses, organizing different events that are happening in community and of course producing health food products and providing services. So this is the variety of things that we will do during the day. And then of course we don't like to work much. So at the end of the day, in the afternoon, we do some exercises again, yoga or meditation or anything else that people would like. Or they, they do some <laughs> veggie barbecue or chicken or anything, you know. And then since we have usually in eco-villages a lot of kids, uh, for many people that's reason to come in eco-village, then we organize some activities like evening uh, presentations. Kids show what they know or what they have learned to do in the day. Do they, do they learn some new songs or uh, guitar playing or, or some piano playing or anything else? And uh, they recite the poems that they've written and maybe create some little uh, theater, etc. So there are always a lot of activities where actually not one person enjoys, but the whole community. Because they are watching their friends, their kids, presenting and growing together. And it's a very healthy environment actually for development, not only of kids, but the, the whole families and the whole community. Right. If That's someone... why I feel it's always full of activities. It's not boring to be there. <laughs> if someone has a job at the moment, they've got a 40-hour-a-week job, um, if they wish to live in an eco-community, they'd have to give up that job um, and lose that regular income to join the village. Um, to, and uh, then... Their sole, their income would have to change this their income stream, I guess. So they'd have to adapt to an eco community type system. So would they need yes. to be internet based to have an income, or would they rely on collective income from the community with tourism or, or some other income stream? It's it's organization of a community. How the community organizes itself, their economic life, yes. and how strong the community or intelligent community is to allow other people to come in. So there are two, two ways. One way is that the new member of community has to prepare, like we work for the whole year and then we go for a month on a vacation, so we, we collect money. So okay. the same way we have to prepare to move to an eco-community. Hmm. We have to talk to a manager of eco-community and say, okay, I would like to come. How much is the house? Can I rent the house? Or, you know, short-term renting or long-term or buying the house, rent to buy. So there are different options. And then he says, my skills are this, this, and this. I can do these things. Do you need this kind of qualifications? Do you have any business that can use my skills? So then the manager of a community knows everybody there and he says, oh, I, I will check with the owner of this business or owner of that business. So even if you don't have your own business, you will be able to fit in somebody else's business and continue working with them. And of course, as soon as you're contributing, you get part of income for yourself. So you will have some income. So that's how, how we organize usually in eco-communities that new members if they don't have their own business, they can join somebody else's business who is ready, for example, to expand. 
or needs some help and works too much in, in the day, so he needs some somebody to share the load of his work. Okay. So it's okay. possible. It's always possible to organize. So it's not so scary then. It can be done gently. You can you can um, approach the manager of an eco community and then just discuss the matter with them. And uh, yeah, this is this is what what is done in eco communities that I create. I okay. cannot say for other eco communities because they have different different uh, organizing style, and that means that each community has their own rules. Okay. And then that's why we have to approach the community that we like and say, okay, how I can be a member. And then you will find the different rules that they, they uh, have. And according to that, you make your choice, which community is most attractive to you. And then you go there. But these are different levels of choices. One level is, you know, that the community is situated in nice place then it's good to be near some some city that you can get some city uh, supplies etc then you have to have organization in a community for uh, kids education for health for uh, buying some items that you need etc so each community according to their uh, level of intelligence and, and knowledge organizes itself and that's why we have to choose Okay. What fits our, our standards or criteria? I was going to touch on that just a little bit later, but we'll, we'll as well go through it, uh, talk about this now. The, um, do you think that an eco community could have could give some people a feel a feeling of isolation because they're away from, um, you know, the larger cities. They're, they're in a small community. They. Um, I'm not sure that they'd have their own car or so they can get into the city or get, go to a, mm -hmm. a, a town nearby for getting supplies or that they need to rely on a, a, um, a community supplied um, delivery system. I'm not, how isolated would a community be? So it depends of organization of, of, the, of, of the people who have organized the community in the beginning. Communities can be very insulated, like a few hours drive from, from bigger bigger city. Yes. But it's very rare, actually, just because of the reason you mentioned. Most of communities are looking to be near bigger cities, but still in nice place. So that means not too far, but far enough so that you have a healthy environment. Okay. And uh, then the matter of community organization is if they want to have their own supply or... If, if the, the nearest bus is near, then we have usually a community vehicles that can go back and forth, you know, many times a day and, and get people who are coming to community from the nearest bus station and, you know, bring them there, etc. So it's organization always. It's not really difficult. Uh, and in the beginning, maybe within a month or two, people may feel a little strange. Uh, because they, they are used to live in big city, etc. But after a few months, they go to the city and stay for a month and they feel so unpleasant and they feel they want to come back to, to that little community because then they can start realizing the difference. Without having experience, it's hard to understand how, how beautiful it can be, how uplifting and how much energy and health we, we get from being in, in nice places. 
So what we usually uh, provide for people who are not clear if they want to live in eco-community, we, uh, we provide uh, their weekend visits and then like summer or holiday visits when they spend a couple of weeks there and then they start feeling what it looks like being in the community. And then after a after few visits, they, they make their mind if they really want to come there or not. And that's a very natural way. You know, experience something and then if you like it, you get it. If you don't like it, you don't need to. <laughs> right. And um, is it, again, a community um, organization? Um, you know, is, it, is it management that would organize things like medical or dental care for the people living in the community? So the community, at least the communities that I organize, always have so-called spa with different health-related services. And that spa has, or regeneration center, that has main point is to reduce incidence of illness. That means we don't want to get sick at all. That's the main purpose of, of actually organizing these this communities that we reduce access. of sickness and usually in those spa centers we have if it is one of the biggest uh, income points of the eco village that means we have a spa tourism organized that a lot of people are coming then we have organized as integrative medicine that means we have a classical medical doctor and we have like traditional medical doctor like Chinese medicine or Ayurveda or or other types of, of medical doctors that are based on traditional knowledge that way we can provide both services in emergencies. We have usually modern medicine and for chronic diseases, we have traditional medicine that has been proven that is much more effective. <laughs> that way we really don't need to worry about, except if, if some people are really very sick, then we don't recommend to go far from the doctor, but these are rare cases. Okay. And of course, with, um, with medical conditions, it's always, better to nip things in the bud before they grow to um, very, very serious conditions like the diabetes or heart problems. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay, now I'm going to um, start talking about education. This must be in a lot of people's minds, people that have got young families or planning young families, um, and they might be concerned about the, you know, the, the, um, well, when they when they enter an eco community, I guess they'll be forfeiting uh, national standards of um, papers that they they would sit in uh, un, you know schools and universities and in, in, in the cities. So, what would an eco community offer in the way of communication, a community of uh, education for children? According to the size of eco community. That means according to number of people who are living there and number of kids, we organize different levels of education. So people who are members of eco-community, mothers and fathers, most of them usually have some profession. Therefore, they have basic knowledge that is necessary to teach kids. And some of the members of communities are teachers by profession. So, and 
organizers of an eco-community actually intentionally organizes number of dif uh, profile of different people who are going to be members so that different services can be supplied to, to the members like teachers and doctors and you know electricians and plumbers etc so we actually when organize community it's not just without any thinking we think what kind of professions we need definitely and then we are looking for this kind of people to be members of community the same way when we think about the school according to number of people and, and kids in the village we organize uh, uh, education for kids is it just first four years of education or eight years or 12 years it depends on number of people there but it can be organized and and teachers are educated teachers except that they have a little bit more knowledge that brings more natural education to kids so that means they get uh, all knowledge that is required by by government and it can be organized in many communities have done that already that teacher is uh, organize, I mean, uh, registers the educational organization that get the credentials to give, you know, certain level of degrees that kids go through. But we call usually uh, community education is more than a school. And therefore kids have actually the whole day education. It's not, not only when they're in school. School education is much more relaxed than in many schools, but it's not restricted to only uh, four or eight hours in the school. Because when they finish the class, they have practice. And the practice is all the time and everywhere because every neighbor who knows something, he works with kids one day and then the other neighbor works with kids the next day and one is engineer, one is doctor, one is the wood carving artist and one is the painter, etc. So kids get actually influenced by many, many people with different professions and eventually they are capable of choosing their own profession because they try everything and they get education and knowledge from all those people who are in the village. And that way the education is much more natural, uh, not forceful, so kids don't get so much stress because they're dealing with neighbors. Who is afraid of neighbor? He is not going to give me bad grade. <laughs> but neighbor is very much interested to teach you something that is useful for you. And it can be compared with, with the classical education in the schools. The quality of education that kids get themselves, I mean, from the neighbors, it's much higher. And it has been proven. We have already many villages around the world that do that. And when we get those kids, they're so talented. They, they always do some, some art or play music or they know to do this and that and they're skillful in personal relations. They don't have so much stress. They are so much more advanced actually than people who go to high, high, highest schools. So that's my, my ex experience. And you know, as an educational professional, I, I believe that that's, that's really something that is future of our education. We know that many universities have big problems to, to hire more kids and they are going down because there is so much education online and you can get degrees different ways. People don't want to go to the schools anymore. Right. So it's, it's a future 
and online definitely we cannot learn practical things therefore that practical education that is received in the village is irreplaceable it can be done only in, in this kind of communities and the rest they can get online they don't need to go to any other place of course we send our kids this is according to desire of of a family you know uh, parents might have desired that their kid is educated in Yale or some other place. Of course, when they finish, you know, their, their primary school or secondary school there, they can be sent to other place and they, they can all easily go through the tests, you know, that, that are required and get that level of entering the universities. Mm -hmm. And we organize also this kind of education for the tests so they can be accepted at other universities. So it, there is really no, no boundaries for kids who are growing in eco-village. They only have benefits, I would say. Listening from um, what you're saying now, it really um, highlights what I felt when I, I left school. I realized how little I knew. And, I, and since leaving school, I've learned much more than when I was at school. And certainly in skills that are more useful. And that's by, um, you know, rubbing shoulders with the smart people, um, taking on personal mentors. And I guess this um, an eco community will be a similar type of thing where, you know, children are led by experts who do know the children's names, <laughs> unlike many schools, and they have, do have a genuine interest and they're not hobbled by an education system where they have to... Um, be rigid in the way that they present the information because one what clothing fits me may not fit or almost certainly won't fit other people so so um, why make the education system different from clothing so um, what you say does make a lot of sense but one thing um, which um, I'm not sure on the like an eco community it's um, eco so it's friendly to the environment but what about like internet access or you know some of the modern modern um, electronic gizmos that people, that children like to play with or even grown-ups like to play with? Is there you know like a cell phone and, and such like? Do eco communities have the facility of you know like a cell phone facility or a um, you know watching TV? <laughs> I'm I'm saying some evils here, but I, I'd like to. Yeah, what you know, what, what actually happens in the Nikkei community? It's it's excellent uh, reminder. Actually, we can talk about that. <laughs> it's always on the level of organization. That means the people who organize eco village, they organize. If it is close community, that means supporting each other. You can find many eco communities that live actually like regular villages, but they call it eco community. Everybody has TV and you know separate living they don't know each other but i would not wouldn't call it really eco community it's just like like any other community it doesn't have the principles of eco life they don't know about saving the nature or you know supporting the so when we talk about well organized eco community then we think about the future of kids and our own health and that's one of the reasons why we, we go into eco communities and right now, one of the biggest problems that we have with our younger generation and ourselves, of course, <laughs> because we spend so many hours a day 
really glued sticked for the cell phone and checking those messages every few minutes and uh, it is kind of addiction but it's not only addiction it's it's uh, actually well-known fact how much destructive influence has this electromagnetic uh, radiation to our brains and how much it reduced, uh, reduces our creativity, ability to solve the problems, uh, ability to create new things, invent new things, create, uh, ability to dream something new and good and better. Therefore, in eco-villages that I organize, I usually create so many activities during the day and outside so that we don't have time to use our cell phone too much. And then we have actually a number of classes for the kids. And some of the classes are actually learning computer programs, making apps and making robotics, using the, the programming for designing new machines. But then these are just classes during which you're, you're learning how to use effectively these devices, not becoming uh, addicted to devices. So that means we, we know what is the place of a computer. We use the, the benefits of the computer, but we organize environments so that we do not become addicts <laughs> of the computer and sit all the day. And that's also benefit of Eco Village because we can create our program of activities. So every family has, has their own you know, working time and, and education time and recreation time, etc. And then we have time when we communicate together or having dinner together, etc., making parties and celebrations. So that way, when we are alone in the city, we usually click the TV or check, uh, you know, start checking messages that are endless on our Facebook or WeChat or any other media that we use. So now we have actually human beings to entertain us that is much healthier, socially and emotionally, much more uplifting and, and developing who we really are. So I believe that this kind of setup of eco-village is really supporting human, human growth and expansion of happiness. That's very important. So um, in, in many countries, they don't have landlines. They rely on cell phone for the sole means of communicating with your parents or, um, you know, let's say you've got elderly parents and they're not members of this eco-community. And so they're, they're the only way that you can talk with them. So would that be um, a problem with, a, with an eco-community? I couldn't hear the whole question Sorry. because it was breaking. But uh, what I heard is if it is a problem to communicate with parents and uh, yes. grandparents, mm. That's exactly what, what eco-community brings back. Our distorted families that have been actually broken by industrial economic system uh, set up. We want to bring back to natural setup, to original quality of life that a family had in the past. And that's provided in good setup of eco-village. Because we have parents, we have kids that are close. Our kids go out of house to go their classes, to get their classes next house. 
so we can look through the window and see them all the time. <laughs> they, they run out and come and ask us something and then go back to the class. So this is, this is the, the pleasure of actually having kids always around and supporting them and being their teacher also. Because in eco-communities, we exchange the roles. One, one day in the week, one family can take care of, of kids and give them education of, on something that they are experts at. And then the next day would be another family and then another family. So everybody is fulfilling that role of giving to their kids. And you know, who, can, who can care more than a parent for making their kids better and teaching them what is really useful for their life? And actually imprinting or putting to them all their experience they have gained during all their life that will benefit their kids. So this is a really great thing. And if we are lucky to have grandparents, you know, as a members of community, that's, that's even, even better because grandparents, if they are put into care facilities, like the, the homes for elderly, mm. are really disconnected from their family and they feel so lonely and neglected. And it's big pain at the old age to be left by their kids outside of the, of the, the family. And we have excuse, I have to work, I'm busy, etc. But in eco-communities, there is no place for that excuse. We can have house next to each other and just live normally. And most of the time, kids will be taken care of by grandparents if we are working and we are busy. So it's really coming back to original setup of life that belongs to human families to grow together and support each other because we are here in reality to support each other, especially families. We are long, long time friends. We come again and again to each other to support, to grow and evolve as a human beings. Okay. Um, if I had, if I was living in an eco community and my parents weren't, and my parents are quite elderly, how would I communicate with them? We will create, like usual, events and celebrations and things like that when we invite them. Then we'll make something for them. Come and enjoy a massage or treatment or, mm. you know, things that they would like. You have to know what they like. You invite them and, mm. and you try to make excuses as often as possible. So they come, keep coming, you know, and going, coming and going. And eventually they, they start thinking, oh, maybe this is, this is better what they're doing. And then they join eventually. So this is the, because you're giving them everything good, everything, this is good for them. And eventually they start appreciating that even if they have different lifestyle and, and habits, eventually as the, the age goes up and they, they feel my, my kids are happy there, why I don't join them and support them to be happy together? Mm. And but what if the what if the parents live in a different country? This is this is the crux of the matter. See, then <laughs> there's a problem. But um, if they don't, if if I still have like Skype access on my computer in an EK mm -hmm. community, you know, do, would, yeah, of would, course we can. We can communicate with anybody, you know, from eco-community 
or any other place in eco-community, we will have our own internet, obviously, to do our business there and, and do education of kids. Okay. Uh, the only point is that we don't want to misuse it or being, being addicted of, of the, mm -hmm. you know, electronic devices. That's the main, main reason why we are restricting the, the, the use. But, uh, I mean, restricting intentionally or by ourselves. But uh, communicating with parents and anybody else, it's, it's normal. And actually inviting parents to visit us for, for a month or two, once in a year from other country or other continent, it's, it's fine. You know? And eventually it may happen, you know, that they, they join you. Because I know the cases, you know. When people get really old and lonely and they, they feel, you know, that, that you are fine and place that you are living is nice, they will join us. I believe that's, and I've seen the, this kind of cases in, in the past on, in different countries. It's a matter of personal relation, how well we communicate with them and, you know, because at the end they will always join us. The, um, it sounds quite enticing. Do you have any eco-communities planned for the future? And if so, where? Actually, currently we are just working on one piece of land that is outside of uh, Shenzhen and outside of uh, Guangzhou. And it's about one hour and a half to the city, but it's still in beautiful area that is like 40, 40 kilometers around. There is no pollutants. Wow. And the air is quite good and they have their own mountain water. So I'm considering that place and just soon we actually, within next 10 days, I will be talking with the owner. She already has a, has a desire to develop eco-village. So, and she is looking for somebody who is capable of doing a good one. <laughs> so I think we will, we will create agreement there and we will have maybe by, by September, maybe something, if we are lucky and put all the pieces of the puzzle together, by September we can start inviting people. Now, um, you've, you've designed several eco-communities. Uh, this one that you have planned coming up, if, if things work well, would you plan to live there yourself with your family? Yes, this is, this is probably the first eco-community in China, but I don't believe this is our last community. I intend to make one eco-community at least, I mean, this, this specific wisdom design in, at least on each continent. And then I would, that eco-community would be educational center for leaders of other eco-communities that I would like to have in every country. So it would be like, like a, a school for making or designing a program for people who would be creating eco-villages in the future. So it, it, is, it is going to be uh, opening for people who would like to live that way, but do not know how, the way how to learn it and opening for them to get a business that is business that they like to do. So it is double win. You have income and you do what you like to do. Okay. Would it, would it best suit someone that can do their business um, online, do you think, for people, for, for the members of this community? 
um, let's say they've got a, um, a business um, which they can trade or sell some, some product online. Would it suit that sort of person? Because then they can do it anywhere. They don't have to live in the city. That's an ideal place for people who are capable to, to work by computer. Because they will be in nature and they, they will be able to regenerate faster from negative influences of sitting you know, for eight hours next to the computer. So it's really ideal for, for this kind of people who generate money online and uh, live in a nice place. Okay. Now, um, how much money would one need to move into an average eco-community? Is it, is it a large commitment? Do you have to sell everything that you currently own to enter a community? Or can you move all your worldly possessions in and just live as you did before, but on a more healthy basis? That's a very good question. I've seen some eco-communities, modern eco-communities, that require huge capital to join. And there are very simple eco-communities that just say, just come and build your house. And if you have more money, you will build a bigger house and with more expensive material. If you don't have enough money, you will build a smaller house with cheaper material. Mm -hmm. So there is a freedom. There is a, the, the big span of opportunities. But in our case, our community, we will, we will have a certain level of, of quality of houses, of housing. And we will also have support team who will help people who are coming if they want to build house, but they don't know how. Because I know how to build, but there are many people who do not know. So we will create a team of people who will be capable building new houses for people who are coming and have you know, restricted or bigger income. And according to their desire, we will help them to, to build their home so that it's not much. Because with natural materials, houses can be within a few thousand dollars, small ones, you know, for one person. If you have family, then it's more. But it's very easy, actually. And if you, if you are preparing yourself within some time, so you put some money on, on, on side and you, you get uh, extra, you know, something to sell that you don't need, then it's 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 not uh, like hundred thousand of dollars definitely. No, with with few dozen dozen of thousands of dollars, you can you can create a house in eco village that is very reasonable for living with all amenities that you need, like you know, bathroom, shower, and everything nice. I mean, this is the completely different team if you go into solar and you know water heating, etc. But these are all things that we will have in our eco-village and it will be designed according to, to the number of people. Eco-village can provide you know, hot water because then we can put the system that can heat the water for all the, all the village. Of course, a renewable system of energy, not, not electrical. And also can, can create electrical energy from sun or, or wind, etc. and provide for all houses. So these are many, many little variations that we can uh, develop according to the number of people and their, their income that they have or they want to invest into such a house. So there are all different levels that can be supported in the community. 
And the community so that means people without money can get to the community sometimes you know wealthier people who have business and who are moving with the business there they can build you know one house or two houses and then rent one house to new people who are coming there so they pay monthly a little bit for the rent until they 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 get situated better etc so these are also options that are present in many eco villages is, um, do the houses have like a patch of their own land that they use for gardening or playing on, or is it all one shared patch of land? It's it's a design of a community because there are communities who do together agriculture. There are communities who provide food already. You know they have like five families or 10 families that would like to do produce production of food that's their business mm. so those families do production of food for a whole village and then everybody else exchanges the value with them either cash or either in services or goods that they are producing themselves so these are different options that it's just a decision of the members of the community for example we start community now in september and we get 10 families or 20 families that want to move. So then we sit together and say, okay, which way do you want to do it? If you're busy doing your computer work, you won't be able to do your production of food. You can do it maybe in weekends or here and there. Then we have to have somebody. So we organize production of food for the whole community or for number of families that would like to do that. So that's how usually we do. If people want a patch of land to do their own garden, of course, it's it's all designed by us for us <laughs> the members of community design for themselves what they like and that's how the community is created okay do do people vote on issues on community issues yeah you know we we have we have meetings and we say okay let us develop our community first we we select the place then we select the the, how we want to, to organize community, how many buildings, how many uh, members of community we have enough land for. We don't want to be tight in community that you don't have place to, to turn around. And, you know, we make enough space for everybody, uh, for gardens and play gardens, and, you know, central place of the community where people will meet and have celebrations, etc. And then we, we think, you know, what kind of uh, sewage we want, what kind of uh, electrical system we want, what kind of, you know. So we design everything ourselves and different members may have different opinions, but that's, there is a system, a procedure that we lead those meetings so that at the end we make everybody satisfied. Okay. So when you're choosing a patch of land, yo, what's important? What do you look for? Yeah, well, did you did you hear the message? You froze up on me. I asked I asked um, the question when when you look at a prospective yes, yes. patch of land, what what do you look yes. for? It's 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 again breaking. I couldn't hear. Okay, that. sorry. Um, the question was, when you want to form a community and you're looking for some okay. land, what do you look for? Mm -hmm. What type of place do you look for? 
Very good. So we use all wisdom of the past communities and we have big checklist of requirements that make a place good. So one few most important things are that the place is healthy for living. That means that there is sufficient pure air, pure water and the soil is not poisoned so that we can grow our own healthy food. These are three most, uh, most uh, important requirements. But then we start looking at other practical things. Does it have nearby electricity? Does it have nearby water, sewage? How, ne how near is the biggest uh, road nearby? That, uh, where is the station of the bus, of the train? How far is the airport? How far is the next city, etc.? Is there a school? Where is the hospital, etc.? So we look at all these points until we we find out what is the best uh, environment. You know, it's especially when we look at the place, is it place uh, with uh, enough winds? Is it place with enough rain? Is it, you know, there is enough sun and things like that. So there are many criteria that we use to, to, to decide, decide on the land. Okay. And we can go through that when you come to the village. To start designing, you will learn all those criteria yourself, and we can then visit the place, etc. So it, it's a long process that we go through, but that's why we feel healthy and happy when we get to that place because we really choose it uh, consciously. It's not just you know, oh, I got piece of land, let us let us use it for living. We we make that piece of land really special. It sounds quite enticing. It, it ticks a lot of the boxes because um, we, we all know just how addictive people are to technology. They, they can walk along and, and what, you know, look at their cell phones and be totally oblivious to everything that's happening around them. And they can even walk into traffic and get into, get into um, you know, dangerous situations. And so this is a community which is some people may say old-fashioned, I guess, but it's more feeling, I guess. It's, it's more natural, I guess you could say. It's, you know, it's back, back to how communities used to be. Would you go along with that, Joe? Would you agree with that statement? I seem to be losing you. Yeah, the internet connection is not very good. Did, did you hear that? Yes, yes. I, I heard half half of the question. I heard. <laughs> I'll I'll I'll, re I'll repeat the question. I was just saying how you know um, many people would realize you know, would um, would have seen how people are addicted to their phones. They walk along and they they become like like zombies looking at their phone, and uh, they'd be totally oblivious to what's happening around them. And it's not really participating in life. And we, when you watch TV, you're not participating in life. You're watching something which is being created by someone else. So you're no longer a creator. But a, um, an eco-village seems to be a place where someone can be creative. And I was, I was just wondering whether you agreed with that statement. Yeah, these communities are created only to create, to, to provide conditions 
for normal human life. <laughs> that word normal means a lot. Normal means back to nature, that's back to uh, laws of nature. And when we say nature, it's everything that surrounds us on this earth and beyond this earth galactic system, because all this intelligence of universe guides the life of the whole universe, life of galaxies and life of people on this little planet. So to become who we are, we have to get out of destruction, destructive system that doesn't allow us to be who we are. We are not living our lives in the cities. We are so bombarded. This is like artist who wants to paint and somebody comes and pulls him always from one side and from the other side and pours his colors and he cannot do the work that he is supposed to do. So this eco-village that we are creating right now is actually to get us out of trouble and provide the conditions so we can be who we are, to live our life that we are granted, that we are provided to, so that we use our time here on earth usefully and develop ourselves to the brilliant human beings that we are. Well, in city life, people don't even know who their neighbors are. They maybe just see them, if, if they might even extend themselves to a wave, but it wouldn't go much beyond that. But I guess in the community, everyone's there and everyone's communicating. <laughs> and, and yeah um, and I guess also with children because um, in a city there's not many places to play now all the, all the parklands have been covered with uh, concrete buildings, shops or, or playgrounds that have been made for playing by adults don't really know <laughs> what children really enjoy doing which is just going you know going wild and so if they've got, especially if they've got, you know, other children to play with, that could be quite a, a burden taken away from their parents because the children just go out and, and they just spend the energy outside. That must be quite wonderful. There is a beautiful book that collects hundreds of different research from scientists who have done research of children's development. And the book is titled the last child in the wilderness. And it explains how much people are losing their inner potentials and, and strengths and creativities and values while living in this primitively designed urban environments. Primitively designed because the logic, the intelligence that is put into buildings, into the systems, is very low quality towards the intelligence of nature, towards intelligence of forest, of mountain, of a river. When we, when we look at the beauty of the flower, how much is intelligence inside of a flower, of a plant, of a tree? And when we look at the constructed building from concrete and, and, and steel, how much is their intelligence? Very little. So we live in the environment that has very little intelligence and that restricts us from growing because we are not capable 
touching the nature. We don't know the soil. We don't know the, the water in the creek. We don't know the, the, the texture of the leaf when we touch. So that's one of the reasons why then I didn't want my kids to grow in the cities, in the urban environment. They lose the intelligence that they are granted. And I don't want that. I want my kids to be happy, to enjoy the beauty of life on earth. Because life can be really beautiful here. We just have to learn how to get out of these outdated systems that do not bring happiness to humans. And that's the main reason why we do our, our religious. So why were cities created in the first place if they're, if they, if they're not so fantastic for us? <laughs> so if we look at history of, of development of, of Earth, Earth civilization, we are getting to the point when we have uh, industrialization industrialization yes when the the whole thing is getting industrialized and we have inventions of machines and we have all those people who have been working in those manufacturing factories laid off and in one place they need a lot of workers to work with machines etc mm -hmm. so they start creating big communities where the workers can live they can serve the industrial owners to create their products and sell and get the benefits of their uh, production. So, and we see that's the, not the beginning, but that's the current uh, system or st setup for distribution of wealth. People who are creating wealth or value are not gaining the same proportion of value they have created. It is disproportionate. One person or few people are getting majority and then majority gets my <laughs> the, the minimum of, of the hourly wage, etc. So the system by itself is not healthy. And it's very well known. It's not that I invented, but everybody who studies deeply in economy, he knows that the system is made to fulfill needs of a few. So the people living in the cities live in the pollution, have substandard food, fed forced media entertainment and live in small houses for the purpose of working so that someone else can get the true profits of their work. Hey, that, that sounds quite illogical. Why would someone want why would someone not want to live in an eco community if they're currently in a city, having to catch that bus each morning to spend an hour commuting to work in a job that they may not like so that they can pay the mortgage in a for a house which is in the city, which is small and again has got the smell of the city and the noise. I'm actually struggling, Yol, to think of an advantage of city life. <laughs> I, I am. Call it. I mean, children, children love stimulation because they're not getting stimulation in a city. They're turning to other things, and that's, um, you know, what TV or computer games. But it's not interacting with life, and it's certainly not creating. And humans were designed to create. We were given brains to, and we've got to exercise our brains. We don't exercise them by playing games or, gosh. 
And so the eco community, you can exercise your brains, you can, you can go out and have your fun, you can actually meet people and talk to real people <laughs> in 3D. Gosh, it's very, very enticing. It's, it's quite exciting, the thought. Wow. They um, call it mass illusion and, uh, and a vicious circle of dependency. This, yes. this system has created dependency. So if you don't pay mortgage, you lose this. If you don't pay insurance, you lose this, etc. So it's all on fear, on scare, scarcity and fear. This is the, the main motivation or main principle that is, that is in the big communities. And eco-communities do not have that. We believe that nature is so abundant that we have everything that we need and more than we need. So we don't need to grab and don't need to compete. We just share what we produce. Now we've come to the end of our Samayal. Um, to, for someone to go to, from a city where they f may feel that's their home because that's all they've experienced, to move from the city to an eco-community is quite a large step. Can you give me one sentence why it's so important to let go of what they're familiar with and experience a real life. If you can just give me a summary of someone maybe watching us now and thinking, well, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I? What would you like to tell that person? If you have never seen the light you cannot know the beauty. If you've been living in the darkness all your life, you think the life is darkness, that's natural. And most of people do that. Therefore, I do not recommend people to move immediately from city life to, to eco-village. I recommend them to come visit, try, and go through the change step by step. Not everybody is ready to do it. Because the habits are very strong that we develop over many years and if the time came that you make a change then make it comfortable and think and plan and do it really well so that's my recommendation but the light is waiting for you and joy is waiting for you <laughs> Thank you for your time, y'all. Thanks for coming on to this, Sam. I really love this talk. <laughs> and um, truth be known, anyone who's watching, um, I may just decide to live in an eco-community myself. From what y'all's been saying, it's, it's filling a gap in my life. And um, I'm always the person who likes to talk to people, who likes to interact. And I like to think. And... For the majority of my life, I've been paying off mortgages, paying insurances just in case something happens. And I haven't had the true community support that one would experience in the Nikkei community. <laughs> so there we have it. Thank you so much for watching. And Yol, thank you once again for coming onto this program. Bye, everybody. All the best. <laughs>